An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler, Frank, codename Majestic Vol, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, a spy's tale, a short comedic spy thriller available on Amazon in paperback or Kindle. Hello everybody and welcome to Need More Info, a podcast exploring the worlds of movies, video games, TV shows, anime, all the Comic-Con stuff, which is basically how today is going to go. It is an insane amount of news we have had this last week, people. It's been absolutely ridiculous. Honestly, I'm so glad to be back again for another lovely week with you all. Hopefully you enjoyed our boys review and spoiler discussion, which we actually released on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. We are just trying to figure out the details on that now but uh yeah no honestly it's really glad to have everyone back it's nice and actually cool here in the uk this week it's actually been not too bad and uh yeah obviously this is going to be the san diego comic-con episode and usually we do the news section we do the topic section but we actually could only probably cover about a quarter of the amount of news that came out of san diego comic-con because it was absolutely insane so we'll get into that a little bit but before i get into that people i got to welcome back my co-host today, and that's Chaz and James. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. Not a huge amount to talk about for me. I've been enjoying not melting as the weather's getting cooler. Uh, also, being in terms of games we've been playing, a lot of Elden Ring still, still grinding my way to victory. I am determined to beat that game, being a first Souls game that I can actually don't entirely suck at. I, I, I do suck at it. But not enough, I can't proceed. I'll say this, man. Like, I haven't even played it. I got to a certain boss and I was like, I got to halfway through. I was like, yeah, oh, God, what have I done? And I'm like, no, okay, I'm done. I, I'm done. I, I got 144 hours, 134 hours in. And we know people who've done 300 plus hours. I've read someone's got over like a thousand hours in that game. And I don't even know how. I feel like that's pretty good for you and Souls likes, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, it is pretty much. But yeah, Chaz, how about yourself, man? Yeah, man, I'm good. I like the little sing-song you gave us at the start there. That was nice. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I finally started on uh, Stranger Things Season 4. Which, yeah. <laughs> at the end of that first episode, what the fuck? How many seasons? Sorry, how many films is that season? Oh, I don't know. We're probably like 15 or something. <laughs> Every episode seems to be like a film. Yeah. Well, the first episode uh, is pretty good and... Uh, what the fuck the end bit yeah yeah this this why i've said to people like the previous seasons you could watch it with your maybe 10 12 year olds but this fourth season okay let me put it this way the previous seasons gave a shit about the teenagers a lot this season they don't give a fuck at all at all and it was it's yeah you could definitely tell that this season has the budget now like well the budget it's got it's got a rumored 300 million dollar budget you'll see later on but yeah that yeah, ended that first episode oh yeah i have you have you fallen in love with eddie yet yeah he's pretty cool yeah I, I, i'm starting although again end of that the first episode like i feel like he's traumatized <laughs> i don't <laughs> know what he's gonna do too now. much yeah, yeah, yeah. too much because I, I think we'll definitely be doing a spoiler discussion for people when we everyone finally gets through that see for me i'm just a i'm an, a, a masochist and i just like to get through that stuff as quickly as possible especially when my family's ahead of me watching it i think yeah i'm definitely behind on that but yeah people it's a greatly finally started watching that dude obviously for myself in this past week i've been playing stray i've almost finished that game now all the mods are coming out for that now you've got a garfield mod you've got a uh, a mod that replaces the meow with jason Jason from Heavy Rain, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's just so funny, so funny. It's a, it's a really fun game so far. It's, it's not that complicated. Um, I could see that I could see the simplicity in it. I'd actually would have liked to customizable cats, uh, oh, but I know, nice, yeah. 
I know someone's actually uh, working on doing customizable cats for people for the PC version. Actually, you know, commissioning that. So it'd be really, you know, have your own cat in the game, which I think is a pretty interesting, lucrative field. I've heard it's uh, done very well in the Steam charts as well. But yeah, no, that's uh, been really fun. Um, just uh, been catching up on a load of shows and really the Comic Con stuff has uh, taken up pretty much all of my weekend because I ended up staying up till two thirty in the morning, Oof. not not watching the Marvel panel because it wasn't live. About it. It, well, I actually ended up watching a YouTube channel reacting to the Marvel panel live until 2.30 in the morning because that those time zones, baby, those time zones, it was insane. It was wow. absolutely insane. I guess we'll get into that a lot later. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely people. But yes, it's very, glad, very good to have you guys back today. Obviously, it's uh, very awesome to have all you lovely people coming back to listen to us today. So uh, with that, obviously, you know, with NMI, what we tend to do is we, you know, as mentioned before, we do our news topics. We do our um, topics after the news and everything. And last week, we actually had a very interesting conversation with the three of us here. Our favorite unique games or unique game mechanics within them. And that was a very interesting responses we had in regards to that. Very interesting responses. Yeah, it's nice to just talk about my absolutely obscure random stuff that I enjoy. And I'm kind of glad I caught you off guard with the portal thing, which I still still think is funny. Because I actually, I actually did expect that from you, to be honest. I, I don't know why. I, was, I just I kind of expected that. I've not played it much, to be honest. Like it was, uh, it's one of those ones that's passed me by. But yeah, good pick. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, people definitely go check that out. That was episode twenty-eight. And obviously, when you're listening to this, people, this is episode thirty. We reached the thirty mark now, people. We're uh we're almost at our midlife crisis point. Uh, you know, we'll obviously get to that point a bit later on, and um, we'll be getting to fifty eventually. But we'll get that down the line. But yes, people, as mentioned before. We won't be doing a topic this week. The topic is the San Diego Comic-Con because we got the Marvels, the DCs, the Star Treks, everything coming out. So how do you guys feel about hopping into all that juicy, geeky goodness? Slightly intimidated, but there's a lot to cover and there's a lot of cool stuff that's uh, been revealed and been um, spoken about. So yeah, should be good to go for it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's get to it, to it, to it, to it. Let's get to it, people. Right. So I think we need to literally just start off with the powerhouse that just dropped everything, and that is Marvel. Like, they didn't really show much to, to the public. Uh, I know that during the, the... Obviously, they had their live panel, and they had a whole bunch of reveals. So uh, they've obviously announced that this saga is now called the Multiverse Saga, which I think is interesting. I'm wondering what the next one's going to be. A lot of people are wondering, will the next one be called the Mutant Saga? But yeah, no, obviously, with the amount of like news they brought out... They actually, they showed us the entire timeline for Phase 5, which is only uh, two years. And then Phase 6, which is only one year, which is insane because Phase 1 to 3 was 11 years, I want to say, 11, 12 years, I want to say, almost. 2008, 2019. So quite, quite a long time. And now we're only getting, you know, 2021 to 2026. You say that though, but it feels like the amount of content is going to be the same, even though it's a shorter time period. Because, well, everyone's been saying that Marvel's just been absolutely spamming out stuff recently. It looks like that's going to continue. I mean, they have said the amount of content in this last phase alone before we finish it has been all the previous phases combined. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit insane. Like I. <sighs> I do like what they're doing. I, I'm really excited about the multiverse stuff, but I am worried about them, you know, just spamming people too much. Like, I'm at the stage where I just watch what's interesting to me. Perhaps that's kind of what the most people do now these these days with it. I do have a concern about potential burnout with the moral properties because of how much they're putting out there. I mean, I already know people who won't watch the new Doctor Strange movie purely because they haven't seen WandaVision, which is a whole... TV show that they need to watch, but they yep. feel they need to watch beforehand. And I feel if they are going to make their movies in a way which makes you, which makes people feel that they need to watch the TV series in order to understand the movie, then I don't think that's good uh, for Marvel going forwards. So, I mean, Nate, you could probably speak to this, but it feels like certain things tie in together quite closely and certain things stand on their own, and that seems to be their strategy. Yeah, no, definitely. So I think the one issue people have had with Phase 4 so far, it's felt a bit disconjointed. Whereas with the previous seasons, it always felt like there was an end goal or an end game, as you would say, basically, you know. And with this phase currently, it feels like that's been going on. Now, I know 
uh, it's been discussed that this phase is about grief and you know trying to come out, you know, trying to come out of Endgame because it was pretty traumatizing how Endgame was for a lot of people. Like everyone that came back, there was whole. I would have loved a series of Marvel where it was the people who came back, just so no superheroes, just adjusting to life. You know, they lost their homes. You know, the new families now. A nice drama piece and like the the lives of people that are affected by the blip. Call it the blip. I would I would love to see that too. Yeah, I feel like they like the idea of the 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 snap or the blip, what you want to call it, was really interesting. And like, there's a lot like it affected the whole world, the whole universe. There's so much they could have explored there. Well, yeah, because obviously uh, Monica Rambeau came back. Her mum passed away within the blip from cancer. Uh, you have uh, Captain America during the blip. Uh, he had a trauma group that he was running. Um, you know, Natasha Romanoff pretty much. T- throw herself away from the world and Wakanda actually took a standing point from the looks of it during the which that was an interesting point so yeah obviously going off of our lists here it's obviously going off the timeline they revealed a ton in a uh, phase six so obviously we're going to be getting in phase five we're going to be getting so actually let's finish with uh phase four we'll come back to phase four mainly in a minute but obviously Black Panther Wakanda Forever is the final film of phase four and that trailer pretty much we'll get back to them it sums up a, a, looks like an epic conclusion to that phase and it'll be very interesting to see but phase five will start with which is very interesting to me ant-man and the wasp quantum mania so this is actually going to be having kang the conqueror so obviously if you know loki spoilers for loki a form of him is introduced in that mo- in in that show when he, when when they go wait till you see, wait, I'll, I'll see you again soon now they did show footage from this uh, shows them going into the quantum realm. Obviously, it shows Cassie Lang, Scott's daughter, who is stature in the comic books, uh, actually going into the quantum realm when they were Janet Van Dyne, I believe, as well. Modok is going to be around now, if you know Modok from the comic books, the big head with the tiny arms and the tiny legs, which is interesting to see how they'll pull that off. But there's a line in the trailer I saw that basically says, Kang going to Ant-Man, are you an Avenger? Have I killed you before? That line alone to me goes, oh, Okay, then that's interesting because obviously, you know, Loki dealt with timelines and, you know, all this. Does that mean Kang has dealt with the Avengers multiple times? So that's a very interesting theory to me. And I'm wondering how this will go. Like, will Paul Rudd stay around for like what's to come later? Could Stature take over like his daughter? And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm obviously we'll get to Kang a bit more in phase six because he's going to be a big thing now going forward. But I just loved I love that reveal. Also, Bill Murray's in the movie. Uh, so not confirmed who his role is yet. But yeah, no, moving along, we have Secret Invasion, which I've heard is very dark. It's basically scrolls, uh, if you remember those, uh, invading Earth secretly, a rogue version. It starts, uh, there was the footage shown. It has Amelia Clark from uh, Game of Thrones is one of the main characters. So they're bringing all the GOT characters. And yeah, it looks like a very, very dark story. Like how I've, they said it's more akin to Winter Soldier. More, more espionage level and even darker than that to a degree, which I'm very excited about because I think Phase 4 has had a lot of comedy to a degree. And I think sometimes it's nice to have a bit of drama pushed in there, which I think would be really good to have. Uh, we can't really say much on that till we actually see more footage later on. Uh, going again, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, obviously, I've been trying to push you guys to watch the Peacemaker TV show because there's a character in that show who's actually going to be starring in uh guardians of the galaxy 3 actually dc actually helped give his audition tape to marvel to actually star in that f- uh, film which i think is really interesting um i, I can't I don't have the actor's name at the moment unfortunately i might edit the actor's name and this is the actor's name and then i'll cut that in and uh, he's going to be playing a character called the high evolutionary and he has very high ties to rocket raccoon this is rocket raccoon's story it's a very they said this is a very it's it, this tone of this movie is very different to previous guardians movies and supposedly the footage actually shows a baby rocket raccoon, supposedly pre-modification. So obviously Rocket Raccoon sees himself as a monster. We're probably going to see, you know, the trauma of that. And obviously Gamora is missing as well. So Peter's trying to deal with the ramifications of she's in the world now, but she doesn't know who he is. Yeah, I'm uh, always up for more Guardians. Uh, enjoyed the first ones and uh, enjoyed their appearances in know the the main marvel movies so um definitely check this one out um yeah i hadn't thought about the fact that gamora won't know who star lord is that'll be interesting but yeah um after seeing for love and thunder and 
you know, having them in it for about 10 minutes when the trailer kind of implied otherwise, definitely ready to see uh, another movie with those guys in. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Definitely. And also, like, I, I'm loving the, ter- the fact that James Gunn has come out and said, like, this is a not the same Guardians turn. And it's the same. This is the final iteration of this Guardians team as well. So I'm very intrigued to see how that plays out. Moving along to Echo. Uh, if you've seen the recent Hawkeye TV series, it introduced the first amputee deaf character into the MCU. And she actually has amazing fighting ability. I believe this was the actress's first role as well. But she is actually a amputee, uh, deaf, a deaf actress. And she's actually gone on to have her own show, which actually links to um, Kingpin. So this is very interesting to see how this plays out. She's going to be getting a series there. Uh, Ch- uh, Charlie Cox is actually, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio will be back for that series as well. There's rumors, rumors that the reason Charlie Cox is there is because he's looking for another superhero that he's been trying to find uh, someone he's connected with from the possible Netflix universe. So there's rumors it's Jessica Jones. So obviously Jessica Jones is a private investigator who links very well to She-Hulk and Daredevil. That'd be really cool so you can bring back some of the well-received characters from the Netflix show. Although everybody apart from Iron Fist, I imagine, might be back at some point. So... I wonder if they'll bring back Luke Cage because he was good. So I know Mike Coulter is actually have, has his own show at the moment called Evil. Uh, so obviously, you know, actors could do multiple TV shows. But yeah, he was great. And I'd actually like to see the uh, the post setup of that narrative because obviously I believe they've said this Kingpin is the same Netflix Kingpin. I'd like to see how uh, Luke Cage continues on from how that ended because I had a really interesting ending. Yeah, I'd love to see where that show goes, to be honest. Uh, and obviously if we could get... Jessica Jones back. I think Kristen Ritter was really great as that character. She was a very great powerhouse. Moving along to all the more TV shows, though, we're getting Loki. I don't think we can say much on this at the moment, but Loki season two, summer 2023. This is only summer 2023 we've got to so far. It's, it's ridiculous next year. I don't think we could say much more else than this. I'm really interested to see how this plays out, obviously, especially after the end of Loki season one. Don't know how this is going to go. I'd actually finally love a, uh, a reunion between Loki and uh, Thor eventually. I think Thor needs that. I think he needs his brotherly hug. I, th- I think he needs that. Yeah. Uh, moving along to the Marvels. So this is actually going to be Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision and Miss Marvel. Uh, the ramifications of Miss Marvel tie directly into the Marvels. Highly recommend the show, guys. I know you haven't seen it yet. It's only six episodes, but they do some very interesting things with her character. And the ending alone is insane to me. It has a lovely f- family dynamic to me. Uh, and it heavily goes into Pakistani Muslim culture and the partition that happened with the British colonization in the uh, 1940s. And yeah, it's just a really great show. Um and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. That's in July 28th, 2023. Moving on to the one I'm looking forward to is, as I mentioned before, some motherfuckers are just trying to ask it uphill. I'm talking about Blade, people. Mahershala Ali is Blade. Uh, I don't think there's been other confirmed actors for this at the moment, but November 3rd, 2023. I know they start filming in October, I believe. No other actors confirmed at the moment. And there's rumors, rumors that other actors like certain vampires will be in it. But yeah. Yeah, um, Blade will be a bit of an interesting change of tone, perhaps, um, to bring to Marvel. Um, it'd be uh, good to see, or interesting to see, what age rating this goes for. That's what immediately jumps into my head, because uh, obviously the previous ones, yeah, they weren't, uh, they didn't hold back so much. So, yeah, um, I probably will check this one out. Looks good. Yeah, no, definitely. I think Blade 1 and 2 were really good. Blade 3, not as much. And also, we'll get, actually get on to the, um, the adult content. I really shouldn't say it that way, but the more uh, mature content. Uh, a little bit later on, because an animated show actually deals with that. But yeah, I can't really say much else about because it's going to be filming soon. We're going to begin Ironheart, uh, Riri Williams, who's actually the, uh, s- uh, the successor to Iron Man. She's a uh, teenage black uh, a- a- a character who's actually like a super genius. And uh, she's actually in Wakanda Forever. You actually see her very briefly in the trailer. She uh, has the Iron Man moment of hitting the steel and the heart coming out and everything in that trailer. And I'm really looking forward to see how she comes into into play because I've heard, I haven't read too much on her, but I've heard she's a really, really cool character. I wonder if um, if this is like a sequel character to uh, Iron Man, if we're going to get to see all that, you know, Stark technology come back or if it's going to be more like kind of the, uh, the old version of technology. I do wonder how they're going to um, handle that. 
Well, I know there was a show Armor Wars with Don Cheadle, and I would have loved that Justin Hammer, Sam Rockwell come back from Iron Man 2, stole all the technology during the blip, and uh, yeah, it's uh, him dealing with the ramifications, because I love Don Cheadle, especially, uh, you know, um, those those characters, and maybe they're going to combine the shows, that might be an idea, like, you know, actually get density shows down a bit and expand them. Uh, moving along to Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Uh, you know, I guess I guess it was Agatha's show all along, getting her own sequel show. Wonder if this is going to play out. Wonder if it will be a prequel and a sequel to the Salem Witch Trials era, or I don't know. Just that is Agatha going to be an anti-hero now? Yeah, I don't know either. But um, this might surprise you. Possibly the one I'm looking forward to the most, or one of the most at least on this list, because I really enjoyed that character in One Division. She was really i don't know really funny and really uh don't know, just interesting to watch so yeah i'm pretty happy that they announced this definitely intrigued to see where they go with that kind of stuff i mean they've already done loki well he, he he's already established as an anti-hero but definitely gives them more options if they're willing to focus on more more of the um more villainous characters like like like, like dc has done already with like joker the interesting angle of marvel uh goes a similar direction the other thing as well, it's uh, another opportunity to bring some more magic characters in. Obviously, um, you know, Scarlet Witch is a little bit, we're not really sure what's going to happen with her. Um, and, you know, we have Doctor Strange doing his thing. So, yeah, have more having more uh, of the magic side of Marvel be cool to see. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely right. Moving along to the one I'm most interested in, not because it's coming out, because we already knew the show was coming. It's Daredevil Born Again. The, the new TV series that's coming out. I don't, no one, it's not fully percent confirmed that this is a continuation for on from the Netflix series or it's like a soft reboot. We'll probably hear more soon. But the thing that intrigues me the most is that this is 18 episodes long. Like every other, every other Disney Plus show has only gone up to nine episodes so far at maximum. And that was one division. Most of them have been six episodes. Even Obi-Wan was six episodes. Now, a lot of people are thinking, might they take the Stranger Things approach? release batches of episodes at once because if this is the case this will be over 18 weeks like you know it's almost half a year well yeah it's almost half a year like of just daredevil each week or maybe the episodes will be 30 minutes long you know it's, it's the balancing act i do think for daredevil though it'll be interesting maybe uh it'll be like a case a week Again, we don't really know much else for this at the moment. We'll actually come back to Devil in a little bit when we talk about She-Hulk, because there's an interesting tidbit there. Going on to one I'm one of the most looking forward to is Captain America New World Order. Obviously, this is uh, Sam Wilson's uh, Captain America now, not uh, uh, Steve Rogers. And I do love the fact that people were really critiquing uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America, saying, not my cap. And Chris Evans just actually came out on Twitter and just wrote the line, Sam Wilson is Captain America. You know, it was, you know, that's literally just it. You know, he is Captain America now. And I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier dealt with that main narrative of how America's not going to want a black Captain America and how that really plays out. So, yeah, I've, I'm really looking forward to that. Now, I know Marvel like to play with their titles a lot because I know Civil War was originally called uh, Avengers uh, Captain America Serpent Society. And they actually changed They actually revealed the name on stage. They changed it on stage to civil war so i'm wondering new world order might be a different title uh but i am definitely hoping that it deals with the ramifications of falcon and winter soldier and how that plays out and i uh, maybe get some more zemo speaking of zemo we're getting the thunderbolts uh movie later on down the line and i believe that's what's been playing out in these shows as we've gone along and also black widow because we, i believe valentia uh the uh louis 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 Dreyfus on oh, my name. My mouth is tongue tied today. But she, uh, sorry, Ju Julie Louise Dreyfus. I, well, my name, I'm just not with it today, people. Uh, yeah, so she was actually in Black Widow, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, the character at the end with the US agent and giving him in his new uniform. She's basically, there's rumors that this is going to be like the Suicide Squad type team uh, in, in the Marvel. This will be the Marvel Suicide Squad. Now, it's interesting they're called the Thunderbolts because obviously William Hurt uh, passed away. Uh, this year, I believe. Obviously, he was Thunderbolt Ross. I want to film name him in Legacy for that, or just be, or they'll recast him. I'd actually prefer them to name it in Legacy. We'll come to that in a little bit with Black Wid uh, Black Panther. Being, we don't know really much else now than this. All I know is I want to see more Zemo dancing. If you know what I'm on about, you know what I'm on about. And uh, yeah, I just, I just really look forward to seeing what goes on there. But that is Phase Five, people, from February 17th, 2023 to July 20. 
sixth or twenty eighth. That's twenty twenty five. That is just phase five. And what's been announced? Because we'll actually get onto that just now, to be honest. Because when it comes to phase six, which I'm so surprised that they actually decided to announce this this early on, to be honest. When we get to when we get to phase phase six, we have Fantastic Four, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, and uh, Avengers: Secret Wars, which is one year. They all take place in one year. Now it's interesting because. Kang is actually linked to Fantastic Four quite a bit because in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the teleportation technology that Reed Richards uses is Kang technology because obviously they use that technology in the TVA. So obviously we're going to link to that more. And actually, uh, he's actually a descendant of Reed Richards. So that's actually interesting to have there. Uh, there's a rumor, like people are saying, it would be really interesting if... The reason there's been no mutants in the MCU so far is because Kang has seen them as such a threat that he got rid of the mutants before they could even happen. And that way, when we get to the end, the next saga will be the mutant saga because Kang has been defeated. Now, that would be an interesting twist, like to actually play that out, to be honest. Like, the mutants get revealed that way. I always thought that they were going to be revealed through the multiverse. Maybe they'd be coming through a universe where he's not suppress them i don't know i can confirm we have one mutant so far so there is one i'm not going to say the name i know I what wanna... you mean yeah we have one mutant well technically we have two because we know deadpool's coming and namor is actually classed as the first the first mutant in the mcu so namor who's the main villain of black panther wakanda forever uh he's actually going to be the main villain and he's actually because he was created in 1939 before Aquaman, and they actually share the same same storyline. Literally, like fathers in a lighthouse meets an Atlantean lover. They have a kid. It's literally the same storyline, and they have a half half Atlantean child who's the king of the ocean. It's, it's Marvel. It's Aquaman and, and Namor. But yeah, no. So with Marvel, though, I'm just loving the fact that they've done all these announcements. The the thing I'm curious about is though is that when they showed that timeline for Phase Six, they only showed three films. Now, we're getting two Avengers films in one year, six months apart. That timeline may change. They may extend it later on. We don't have any directors for it. Secret Wars is the one that people are excited for, is there? Because supposedly, I don't know too much about Secret Wars, but I've heard it's Endgame times 10. Like, it is, like, stupid, like, multiverse level. Like, everyone would be in it. Like, we're talking all the Spider-Men, which I'm really hoping Andrew Garfield comes back more. Give me more Andrew Garfield. Less so Tobey Maguire. I love Tobey Maguire, but I want more Andrew Garfield. Uh, and I'd love to see the original Fantastic Four, the 2005 Fantastic Four, to come back in the movie. I think that'd be hilarious. Screw the 2015 one. Um, but yeah, no, I'd love to see them come back. Just every Marvel character possible. That means, also, you could have Wesley Snipes come back as Blade. That would, like two blades on one screen, like d dual dual blade. When you first announced, uh, or not when you announced, but when we first heard about a new Blade film, I thought, I wonder if he's going to come back for that because he probably could still do it, I reckon. But yeah, um, that actually sounds super cool because the main thing I'm excited about right now, or the main two things, is uh, the potential to bring in the X Men and the multiverse stuff that they have going on. So yeah, if it's all leading up to that, that would be pretty cool. Well, I mean, so obviously Fantastic Four starts off Phase 6. Now, I thought it would have been interesting to end Phase 4 with the Fantastic Four, but obviously, you know, probably COVID and casting and directing, you know, we couldn't really do that. But uh, so when it comes to this, obviously they're all coming out in one year. I'm wondering if they're going to have the mutants or X-Men in Phase 6, but we're not, we don't know it because, as mentioned before, there are six to seven properties on that timeline which had dates and they have not announced yet. I'm wondering with... Disney D23 and happening soon that we're going to get bigger announcements because we don't have any Deadpool announcements yet. We don't, as I mentioned, we didn't have an Armor Wars announcement. We didn't have a lot of announcements that came from that. And I think they're saving a lot of that for their big event. And I'm if they could pull that off, like drop so much more going into it, well, it, it would be absolutely insane. Also, imagine Deadpool fighting next to, I don't know, um, who, who could I say? You know, well, Black Panther or whoever the next Black Panther is going to be like, that's going to be weird, but in stupid level insane. And we were all jaw dropped with Endgame. What could Secret Wars be? Just ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of potential there. Um, looking forward to it. 
but yeah, what? it's it's far away. So there's a, as you said, a lot more to potentially be announced yet. Uh, three years, not how far away to be honest. But it's insane. I know the one thing that people have said is we're actually getting to this uh, in our Black Panther discussion very in, in very soon. Uh, a big character, Doom, is a big part of this, and I'm really looking forward to see what happens there. Right, moving along, staying within the Marvel vein, though, people. Uh, obviously, they did release some footage uh, over the weekend, and obviously, we had the um, we had the She-Hulk trailer which uh, actually revealed more footage from the show. Now, this is going to be a comedy TV show. I don't know the actual episode run length, but it has uh, Tatiana Masolana, uh Mark Ruffalo. We had like a whole bunch of other characters. We have Tim Roth coming back as Emil Blonsky. Uh, Benedict Wong. Good old Wong appears in the trailer, which I think was I thought was absolutely great. Again, I think the CGI looks a lot better now. Like, the first trailer that they actually showed us, I think the VFX just weren't finished, and people were critiquing it, and I think, like, it just needed it just needed time. It just needed time to get the VFX good. And also, you know, I think with the character itself, she's she's not, like, they haven't done a female Hulk before. We, we've been used to the Hulk for so long now that, you know, with visual effects, it's going to be different to our eyes initially. But after you watch it for 20 minutes, I don't know how it's going to play out. Also, it's gonna, she's going to break the fourth wall. Which uh, now it's actually known. A lot of people think Deadpool is the person who was originally breaking the fourth wall. But in the comic book, She-Hulk was known for being a comedy comic book series. She broke the fourth wall a lot, and also she was very promiscuous. She she was very well, let's just say it, she was very horny a lot of the time. Like even even in the nineties cartoon, like someone's gonna light my fire. She, you know, she says lines like that, and in this trailer. In the trailers, there's has it's been Tinder, her on top, hopping on top of men. It's been part of a character, and I think that's absolutely great, you know, because the MCU hasn't actually delved into sexuality in any sense at all. And I think she's a very powerful female character who actually just wants to be a lawyer. She doesn't want to be a superhero. and But also dealing with the ramifications of all these actions, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it looks pretty good, actually. Um, be nice to see more of, uh, is it? Mark, am I going to get right? Mark Ruffalo, did you say? The Hulk, basically, because I believe he can't star in his own films at the moment. So it'd be good to see him a bit more of a focus of a TV show instead. Obviously, it's not his show, but, you know, he's a main character in it. So, yeah, uh, looks good. Looks like a nice uh, change in tone. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, definitely. Really, really looking forward to that, to be honest. And yeah, I just, again, it just looks like, like a lot of fun. And uh, one of my favorite actresses from The Good Place, the Jamil, uh, Jaleel, uh, hopefully that's her name. She's one of the main villains uh, um, in the uh, in the oh, show. Nice. So, yeah, so it's really interesting, to be honest. But yeah, um, looks really fun. Really looking forward to seeing what plays out. And uh, yeah, moving along, keeping in the DC vein, though. So obviously we have all these uh, trailers coming out. Uh, so, oh, oh, actually, yeah, we're at the we need to mention it briefly at the end of the she-hulk trailer a certain character appears now this character i was actually quite surprised they actually revealed in the trailer so with the trailer itself right here we're just watching it now they finally brought him in people he's confirmed finally for the she-hulk show we are talking daredevil it was kind of obvious that he was going to be brought into the show because um at the end of the day you know they're both lawyers. It's very interesting to see how this plays out. But what I'm very intrigued by is if you look very closely in the trailer, it's costume. It's not the red and black costume. It's the yellow and red, which is one of his original costume outfits. Now, I'm wondering if they're going to play into the whole where he's got multiple outf outfits going into this time. So, yeah, uh, obviously, we've got a very, very small tease of him. Also, I do love the fact, though, that they've not fully confirmed he's in the shit because they just cut it off just before you get to his head. But... You see those uh, Billy uh, Billy clubs, and you're like, "Oh, that's our Daredevil. That's that's our Daredevil." But yeah, people. Right, moving along, keeping in that Marvel vein. There, we're gonna quickly quickly shunter along to, well, probably one of the big things that, which is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. This trailer looks stupendous. Like, uh, it, it just looks insane. Like, I, I feel that this with this movie closing out Phase Four. Obviously, this is dealing with the ramifications of chadwick boseman's passing and i believe they are they are they are heavily pushing into uh, black panther's death in the film as well so in the trailer obviously i believe we might see a funeral procession there's a chadwick boseman black panther mural there's rumors that uh his can character actually does die from cancer in the mo in in the universe which will be very interesting if they play that out but it's like i think like a lot of people are asking for t'challa to be recast 
But I think if you have these characters permanently die in comic books, like Tony Stark did, Natasha Romanov, having a character so important as this die and how it plays out, and obviously in the ramifications of that with, with the city itself, and who's going to be the next Black Panther? Because no one knows like what will happen going forward. And obviously this also introduces Namor, the, the sub-mariner, as he's called, the Atlantean prince. And he, uh, this, there's a big rivalry between Wakanda and Atlantis, like major rivalry. Uh, and obviously, like I know there's going to be a lot of comparisons that the Atlanteans look like the uh, Navi from Avatar, like they're blue people basically. But there's a line in this trailer where uh, Angela Bassett, she gives this like amazing one line, uh, I've lost my entire family, what more do you want? And just like such a powerhouse of a line that she gives such gravitas to it. And just, it just shows the, the power that goes within this trailer alone. I think it's one of the best trailers I've seen in quite a while, to be honest. I don't know why a lot of people online have but got really emotional watching this trailer, to be honest, because it had a lot of, like, the music was on point. And as, yeah, right at the end, you see that small Black Panther tease of who's going to be the next Black Panther. It doesn't tell you who. I'd actually prefer it if they don't tell you until the movie's out. I think they should play it out. Who's going to be the Black Panther in the movie? Is it going to be... Shuri, uh, you know, um, T'Challa's sister. Is it going to be uh, Nakia, his uh, love interest? Is it going to be uh, Okoye, uh, obviously uh, one of the Dora Milaje? Or is it going to be Umbaku? Yeah, it is uh, it is the right call, I think, to um, have it basically not recast um, and go with a different character as the Black Panther, as long as that's something that happens in the comics or even not, perhaps, as long as they can do, they can do it right. Um, the only thing that uh, stood out to me when you mentioned this is going to end phase four is that, I don't know, for me, as a admittedly more of a casual fan um, up until recently, I suppose, it feels odd to not end it on a big kind of crossover film in a way. Um, I mean, maybe it is, but it looks quite focused, this one. So there is actually a rumour, a lot of people are discussing that there's a third nation Without, without, who has a big rivalry rivalry with Wakanda and Atlantis, and they have a big connection, and that is the country of Latveria, that is Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom. Now, a lot of people are rumouring, is Doctor Doom behind this entire thing? He's manipulating these two nations against each other, because you see in the trailer that there are military personnel uh, going after Wakandans in the trailer form, it looks like. Now, a lot of people could think, oh, this could just be like the US military or something. But what if it's a case of Doom manipulating this entire sequence and we literally end phase four in a post credit scene with Doctor Doom just coming onto the screen and just be like, and now my time begins. The age of Doom begins. Like, that would be an amazing way to end it. And like, if he had a, if he had a part in killing Black Panther, like he, you know, he was the reason, like, what happens within nations? You know, political power. Poison is a big part of like political conquest what if he poisoned black panther you know that could that could be a big part of it and having dr doom because dr doom is a i like to class him as an omega level threat like top tier villain like thanos above thanos level he's a big name yeah yeah and i think like he'd be an amazing part of that to be honest so yeah right people so we're gonna have to quickly shunter along now because obviously we're we're getting along now so obviously Skipping along from, uh, we're going to talk about it very, very briefly, but obviously they just, they announced more of the uh, animated Marvel TV shows. We're getting our first, we're getting our first look at the uh, What If Season 2. We're going to be getting uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, and we are going to be getting the X-Men 97 animated series, which is a continuation from the original series, not a, a reboot, which I think is absolutely amazing. We're also going to be getting Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is the six months before the movies. Those going to be interesting because Norman Osborn is introduced in that. Obviously, he wasn't in the actual movie. So wondering how that plays out. The one big thing from taking away from this, though, is that the Marvel Zombies TV series is going to be the first TVMA animated series as meant as you mentioned before chaz about blade being you know more mature having an animated adult like tv series i think i think we could and deadpool is going to be uh, adult as well i think we are starting to get into that territory now yeah i uh, i actually quite like that episode of what if with the zombies so um i'm pretty excited to see um a whole series based on it and uh it if i remember correctly it left off in a pretty dark place right so yeah i'll be uh interesting to see where that goes from uh what they set up in the original episode 
Yeah, so I know we're going to be getting a uh, Shang Chi, Jimmy Woo, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Hawkeye, uh, Yelena, uh, Katie, and uh, Red Guardian as the heroes. But the weird thing is, is the opposite side. They have Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Abomination, Captain Marvel, and Captain America. That is an unbalanced side, in my opinion. That is a stupidly unbalanced side. But we'll see how it plays out. And it's an entire series. So we'll see how that plays out. We don't really know much else, but I'm really looking forward to see what happens there. Yeah, we'll check that one out for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Right, quickly moving along to DC. So obviously we had the first trailer for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Uh, Loved the first movie, thought it was absolutely fun. I thought like when DC was going into its darker times, I thought this was absolutely great. This actually deals with the ramifications of actually all his entire family having powers now. Uh, Still having like small hints of the Snyderverse in there. Uh, but I'm loving the fact that Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren are the bad guys in this movie. I think that's absolutely brilliant, to be honest. I think that's absolutely funny. Zachary Levi, still killing it with the role. I think he's still perfect for the uh, the, the acting choices of uh, Shazam, adult Billy Batson. But yeah, no, again, the trailer just looks just looks fun. I think, you know, a lot of people say this just looks more like a generic superhero movie, but... We've had a lot of serious movies recently, you know. We've had a lot of um, comedy comedy movies. I think it's nice to find a movie that strikes a nice balance, to be honest. Uh, I think that's just great. And we'll probably see more of this as we go along. I believe it's coming out a bit later next year, you know, I believe summer next year or early next year. I know, I know uh, Athena, uh, sorry, Athena, uh, Lucy Liu and uh, Helen Mirren are playing the daughters of Atlas. So it's going into the Greek mythology more. And... Seeing Shazam punch a dragon with a bus is actually quite funny, as he mentions in the trailer. Again, just looks really, really fun. Right, quickly moving along, though, we had a bit more footage from the Black Adam movie. Uh, Dwayne Johnson obviously coming into the crowd as as uh, Black Adam. Uh, actually, in costume, I thought, well, he's a, he's a showman, so he's going to do that. Uh, we only got one minute of footage to the public. I know they showed more at Comic-Con, so we can't really go much into that else into that. But the movie is coming out in October. And uh, I know someone questioned him about Henry Cavill being a Superman still. Uh, and I know uh, Dwayne Johnson's response was, it depends on who's playing Superman. So that's an interesting uh, response. There wasn't too much from DC, to be honest. There was only like, you know, two movies they were only really showing compared to Marvel. It's a very interesting balancing act, to be honest. Yeah, I was just thinking that I've... I don't know what their approach is going to be going forward. And I wonder if they're going to just try to go for quality over quantity. Maybe that's all they've got the, um, you know, resources for. It's clear that Marvel, you know, has got the money to throw a hell of a lot of projects now. So be um, interesting to see how DC responds. Obviously, they're still trying to... It, to me, it feels like they're still trying to get like a really good formula that works for them. Um, maybe they're starting to do that a little bit more recently with Suicide Squad. But yeah, um, I'm I'm not so into DC, but you know, if they start kicking out some some consistent quality stuff that's just good, you know, enjoyable films, maybe I'll start checking it out. I do want to see Suicide Squad. So yeah, no, I I so ha- you haven't seen the latest movie, have you yet? You haven't seen the Suicide Squad movie yet? Ah, it's on my uh, ever-growing list. Yes, they're ever going to listen. And also, I do recommend, as soon as you watch Suicide Squad, go watch Peacemaker afterwards. It's one of the best superhero TV shows I've watched in ages. And when I heard that John Cena was getting his own TV show, I thought, really? And then I watched it. I went, oh, no, this is fucking brilliant. So good. And I know James Gunn is working on multiple DC projects now, as well as the Peacemaker season two. And yeah, I just thought it was absolutely great. I, obviously, they've got Joker 2. We're most likely getting, we're definitely getting the Batman 2 at some point. We're probably going to get a trilogy of those movies. And I think when if and obviously we're getting the Blue Beetle movie, Batgirl, um, we're getting uh, loads of those as well. Superman and Lois is killing it on uh, TV. And yeah, I think if DC focuses, yeah, again, focuses their uh, pathways, don't try to be Marvel, do their own thing. They could really kill it. To be honest. And I know Dwayne Johnson's going to have a big part of it going forwards. Yeah, it feels to me, looking from the outside in, that they kind of tried to emulate Marvel a little bit um, for a few years and that kind of didn't work out for them. So, yeah, maybe if they try to uh, do their own thing, like you said, it all uh, they'll kind of find their, carve their way in and uh, make a bit more of a splash. Yeah, no, most, most are definitely right. Hopping on from DC to the stars, people. Uh, so Superman's flying out to the stars to see that Star Trek. So obviously uh, with Star Trek Picard coming into its final season, I've been a bit lukewarm on that series, to be honest. It's, uh, it was good in the first season. It was very mediocre. And I actually didn't finish the second season because 
it did this whole time travel aspect, which I know Star Trek does, but it was it seemed like COVID may have hit the production quite a bit, and also a lot of the characters I was very like connected with. I won't spoil it, but yeah, I was a bit frustrated with that season. But I know the final season is bringing back the actual uh, original next uh, next gen cast. So obviously you're getting uh, uh, LaForge, La uh, Worf, uh, Riker, you know, uh, Crusher. You're getting all of them back. And uh, yeah, I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes. I know there's questions of like, would they do another movie afterwards uh, with all the crew together? I'd be interested to see what happens there. Because obviously I believe Nemesis wasn't best received back in the day, like over 20 years ago. I didn't mind it. I watched it again recently. But again, this is a very, very small character teaser trailer, just seeing the characters again. Uh, it's, it's just nice to see them all back um, in the, in this role. I know there have been rumors that they are going to face a Khan level threat. Now, you can't say that without, you know, producing it because, you know, you say Khan and that's sort of like, you know, the Darth Vader of the, I hate to use that analogy, but it's, he, he's, the, he's the, the biggest threat to the Star Trek universe in a lot of ways, apart from the Borg and everything. But again, you know, really interested to see how this plays out. Yeah, um, I haven't watched this. Um, I watched pretty much all of the original series uh, on Next Generation. And uh, yeah, something about this show just doesn't quite land with me. I think it's the tone. It just seems different to the original series. It feels a bit too kind of dark, like it takes itself a bit too seriously. That's all I wanted to add in, in that regard. Like the original is sort of like a bit more adventure I suppose. A bit more lighthearted. I actually did have so lighthearted. I know I remember bits in the movie, like the, in, in Insurrection, the movie where at the beginning they're just having the ship bat ship battle with data and it, they're just singing like you know like this old shanty as they're trying to go along and everything it's like you know very light-hearted and i thought it was really great and also obviously we're not getting brett spiner back as data because obviously data you know died in a nemesis back in the day and yeah i think with picard i think if it plays out going into its final season if it plays out quite well i'll be happy but i would i would have wanted a bit more from the second season a bit more cohesion throughout them and yeah yeah it feels a little bit like a waste opportunity to make something a bit more i don't know i guess like the original but there you go i mean yeah obviously if this is going to be the final portrayal of picard you 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 want that really like when kirk went out back in generations i thought that was a good good send off to his character and obviously i really enjoyed star trek discovery i know a lot of people hated it but when it went into its third season and did its own thing i thought it was brilliant the one thing I'm looking for, the one show I am loving though, is Star Trek uh, New Worlds. I think it's perfect Star Trek at the moment. It's, it's it's exactly what people want. It is 10 out of 10, top tier. We, it's, it's like the old Star Trek. It's week-to-week adventures with a small underlying story connected from Discovery because obviously it's about Captain Pike. I think the cast is absolutely beautiful. The one thing I'm loving is though, because I'm loving a certain animated show called Star Trek Lower Decks, which is a joke on the whole... The, um, the Lower Decks crew are just not appreciated by the Command crew, and the Command crew are dickheads, essentially. I'll be honest, it's the only Star Trek show that I've seen, and I very much like the Lower Decks. It's, 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 it's good fun. It's quite satire on a whole uh, red red shirts kind of, uh, kind of thing. When you say the only Star Trek show you've seen, do you mean ever? Yeah, well, I mean, my sister used to watch a lot of Star Trek as a kid, but, like, Next, Next Generation back in the day. Yeah. But, um... I never really watched it myself. Oh, fair. Yeah, I watched uh, the earlier seasons. I watched like the first one, Next Generation and Voyager and Deep Space Nine a little bit. The, the only reason I ask is because it must stand on its own fairly well if uh, someone who's literally never seen Star Trek still enjoys it. Well, it's a little, uh, I like my animated comedy, so Lower Deck kind of fits in with that remit. I think it's really good because the show does a really well in lore building as well. Like It actually takes a lot of lore from the actual next generation series and like all the other stuff and also it rips into a lot of the characters quite heavily and funnily to be honest but there's a confirmation that season two of star trek strange new worlds would have a crossover with lower decks now this is confirming that the animated characters will appear in live action so this is jack quaid from the boys obviously voicing the main character boimler will appear in live action in star trek <laughs> strange new worlds but also Anton Mount's Christopher Pike will appear in, as he calls it, extremely muscular animated form in in Lower Decks. Obviously, there's going to be time travel because this this these takes place in different time periods. But I'm loving the fact that um, Tawny Newsom, who obviously who was in um, she voices she is in the Space Force TV series, 
She was the uh, astronaut, the uh, female astronaut in that TV series. She voices, she's absolutely hilarious. And she basically said, she came on stage, she was just like, yeah, baby, I'm going to be in that show, baby. Like, it's like this whole voice. But I love the fact that, you know, the fact it's got to the point where the animated shows are crossing over in Star Trek with the live action and vice versa. I think it's absolutely going to be absolutely brilliant, to be honest. And also, there's rumours that Deep Space Nine will be involved in the um, heavily in the second, in the third season of Lower Decks because it's actually in uh, the trailer. So yeah, moving along, people uh, coming out of Star Trek into Game of Thrones. So obviously, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, House of the Dragon comes out in about a month's time, actually. And like The Witcher, we are going to be getting time jumps. Multiple time jumps because obviously House of the Dragon, you know, War of the Dragons takes place over many, many years. And I'm just looking really forward to the show. I've heard there's like almost 20 dragons in this show, which oh. is going to be insane. Like dragon riders. Like, okay. So, two questions. Is, uh, is it George R. R. Martin, is it? Is he involved? And two, are the original writers not involved? Right, so George R. R. Martin. This is, I believe, this is actually based on a George R. R. Martin book. So actually, I was watching. I know the the DB Wise and the other one are not involved in this at all. And this okay. is this is this is like show complete showrunners different things. So co-showrunner showrunner Ryan Condola. I'm just looking for my IGN here. Uh, stated there will be several jumps throughout the throughout the story. Um, so it's a we're telling a story of a generational war. We set everything up by the time that the first sword strike fail falls. You understand all the players. Uh, obviously, you know. We'll see a 10-year time jump between the show. Maybe another one has that. But obviously, Matt Smith's going to be in the show. Uh, Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy, uh, you know, and all these other lovely characters. And I'm really interested to see what happens. Oh, yeah, so it's obviously, you know, this is based on the uh, time period of the Targaryen Civil War or the Dance of the Dragons. And the trailer alone looks insane. Like, I think it looks brilliant. And I'm wondering how this is going to play out with a certain other property we'll actually get to near the end because it comes out a few weeks later. But... I think Game of Thrones has the upper hand in the moment because it's still fresh in people's minds, and I wonder. And people are going to be curious, especially how the uh, previous show ended, which is a bit frustrating for people. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, this was like a redemption like series almost? Like they could, you know, make enough of a splash to be like, actually, Game of Thrones is something to look forward to again. And uh, as you said, the time period with, uh, you know the fall of the house targaryen and seeing them in their power yeah that's got some potential to be really cool if they combine all the political maneuvering of what we're used to in early game of thrones with as you said a lot of dragons and a lot of spectacle yeah it's it's got potential yeah and also like i know there's i don't believe it's i don't have it's 100 percent confirmed but we are getting the Jon snow sequel tv series that kit harrington has actually been working on since the show finished with the, with the right side, so I do love the fact that he's he's really passionate about getting. I believe he's passionate about getting his stuff off the ground. I don't know how the fuck they're going to pull that off because he goes like north of the wall at the end. So I wonder if it mm. be his re- redemption story or like you know what what happened there because what can really go on because the the White Walkers are gone. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. To be fair, um, in the series he was revived. Um, you know, and ultimately because of the writing in that series it felt a bit pointless that he was brought back to life um you know i know he killed well i know what happened in the last episode but uh, I, I still wanted him i still wanted him to be burnt by a dragon and then shock and horror like to reveal he's a targaryen shock and horror he comes up buck ass naked with a flaming sword after being hit by a dragon's fire that would have been the best fucking thing ever that would have been a much better reveal than basically everybody just blabbing yep and yeah i just thought i'd be great i, I still love the you know i took out the night king in the end i did love the fact that was there again i don't care about spoilers now people it's been a few years now if, if you haven't watched it you haven't watched it but like yeah that because a bunch of us got together watch that final season and i had a lot of promise going into it but by the end we we got to the end and we were like we were all very frustrated at the end like very very frustrated and yeah. you could tell it was rushed. And I know HBO did, I believe, say they were going to give, they offered to give them two more seasons, which is even frustrating, even more. So frustrating. Bright people, moving along to another TV show, which is coming out in a few weeks' time, is Neil Gaiman's Netflix, this The Sandman. Now, this is a passion project by Neil Gaiman, is actually working very closely with Netflix to actually develop this series. This show looks very weird. But very interesting. Obviously, it's based on the uh, the character Morpheus or Dream, 
starring a lot of actors we know, like Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones as Brianna Toth as Lucifer, uh, Jenna Coleman as Constantine, uh, a descendant of Constantine, I believe, um, and Stephen Fry is going to be at Mark Hamill as well. Again, this is based on a very, very popular graphic novel series. It just looks weird, though, but fun. Did you say Stephen Fry and Mark Hamill were both in it? They are, yes. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, and also, I won't tell you the character Mark Hamill's playing, but it's definitely a Mark Hamill character, I'll tell you that for sure. It's um, very interesting to see what um, is going to play out here. And again, I just think, because also, there was the Lucifer TV series, that was on net. That was on you know multiple networks and Netflix at the end, and that originally was Neil Gaiman's Lucifer, but they changed it uh, to not be connected. So they got a different Lucifer now, with uh, Gwendolyn and Christie. Again, this comes out August nineteenth or August fifth. So in a few weeks' time, uh, we'll probably do a review for this series, uh, depending on how many episodes are on, how long the episodes are. Stranger Things level, uh, probably won't. Hopefully, there won't be that. But yeah, again, this just looks like a very weird, fun interesting tv series and hopefully it doesn't get cancelled after one season because i swear to god if that happens i'll be pissed i think this won't i think there's a lot of hype around this show and hopefully it plays out quite well because i don't think you get neil gaiman in for one for one season of this and i think yeah i really look forward to seeing how it plays out so yeah right move along people to another property i'm just getting into adaptation dungeons and dragons honor among thieves this uh this looks fucking fun. It just looks like so much fun. How do you guys feel about this? Yeah, I mean, having run my own D&D campaign, which is basically comedy, although with a bit with, with a lot of grey, like morality, this looks pretty interesting to me. It's not quite what I expected. I kind of like expect it to be a little while to get around to watch and try, because I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be naff. But actually seemed quite entertaining. A bunch of thieves... Essentially, you are your heroes, and I like the great morality of that in and of itself. I uh, try to basically defeat an evil that they had a hand in accidentally bringing to four. So it's a uh, can be an interesting take on whole D and D stuff. Yeah, I think what uh, makes this stand out a little bit is, like you said, the tone. It seems like it's going to be fun. Um, I think you know there was a little bit of an attempt to make uh, more serious fantasy films. What in 20 or 30 years ago and none of them really like you know made much traction uh, and there was an attempt again with like you know Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe and like Road Express and that kind of thing Golden Compass um, but yeah this is uh, a bit of a more light-hearted tone and I think that's probably what they need to break into the mainstream a little bit more which is probably what they want to try and do yeah and I, lo- I love the fact that like it's actually confirmed that they are going to be uh, the characters from the original 1980s animated series, they are going to fight them in the movie, which I think is absolutely brilliant, to be honest. I think that's absolutely fun. Also, when I heard Michelle Rodriguez was I involved, she's I'm like, she's she's the muscle character, right? That That's kind of obvious. Yeah, I like that they've got the female, I assume, barbarian. Uh, yeah. the, the druid, I actually was just like, oh, there's a druid. And also, I just noticed in the trailer, I missed it the first time, uh, is it a gelatinous cube? I can't remember what the enemy's called. James oh Jordan. yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome to see that, and they got a mimic in there too. So yeah, oh, and also <laughs> the bit at the end with uh, him doing the little bard dance, I had a bit of a chuckle at that too. Oh, if we get a musical number with Chris Pine, yeah. So obviously we have a Chris Pine as the bard, Michelle Rodriguez as the barbarian, uh, Reggie Jean Jean Page from uh, Bridgerton and the recent Grey Man movie as the paladin, Justice Justice Smith from uh, Detective Pikachu and uh, Jurassic World as the sorcerer. Sophia Lillis from as uh, from It, uh, the It movies as the Druid, Hugh Grant, which I thought was hilarious casting as the Rogue, and uh, and a bunch of other characters. Again, yeah, this just looks like a bunch of fun. And also, uh, the actual directors of this movie are the the people who wrote the Spider Man Homecoming movie. So they actually yeah. Yeah, so this, uh, so we're just looking. Obviously, we have a shared page up here. But he, uh, he had a story credit on the Flash. He wrote the uh, Game Night movie and directed. Wait, well, he directed the Game Night movie. He wrote Spider Man Homecoming. He did the Vacation movie, Horrible Bosses. So he's actually got. He's actually got a pretty good, um, pretty good uh, background to be honest. And uh, also, he was in the Bones TV series like quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, again, this just looks like a bunch of fun. 
Uh, really, yeah. So I've just got a picture of Mad Natalie. But yeah, this is like we got a picture of the original 1983, 1986, uh, 1983 to 1985 animated series. And looking at some of the pictures here now, if you Google it, people, them going to be fighting them is hilarious. And if they have a tiny pony that they have to fight, I think that'd be absolutely great. Again, just looks like a bunch of fun. And I think that's just what people need at the moment. They don't need it's all it's all good to go serious sometimes. But the fact we're getting this in March next year. You know, we'll probably hopefully fully out coded by then and just go just go to the cinema, have a great time with this movie. And if we get a nice bard song by Chris Pine, who who can we deny that? Right. Moving on to our final uh, two things, both Keanu Reeves related. We'll start with the less one very quickly. So so obviously um, Keanu Reeves has a uh, comic book series called Berserker coming out. It's actually been confirmed that he's getting a two season anime run. Uh, uh, courtesy of Boom Studios, the man only known as B is half mortal, half god, cursed to compel to violence, even at the sacrifice of his sanity. But after wandering the world for centuries, B may have finally found a refuge working for the US government to fight the battles too violent and too dangerous for everyone else. So basically, Keanu Reeves. Uh, in exchange for B, will be granted the one thing he desires the truth about his endless blood soaked existence and how to end it. I know he's been working on this uh, Kickstarter for a while, which uh, raised more than $1.4 million. And uh, so interesting is getting a two season anime order for this from Boom Studios. Again, just really again, Keanu is really expanding like this. And so obviously Boom Studios is going to be working with Netflix for this. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing how this plays out. Right. Moving on to our final thing, though, which I know uh, Chaz is excited for. I know he, he enjoys this. Uh, is that are you ready, Mr. Wick? Yeah, I kind of think I am. Like, good old John Wick 4, people. John Wick 4, they released the first teaser trailer for John Wick Chapter 4, or simply John Wick 4. It doesn't have a, uh, uh, like, a, a, a subtitle name. But again, this just looks like insanity now. It's got to that point in this film series where it's just for the action. It's so for the action now. And I believe, like, I know John Wick 5 is already in the works as well. I don't know if they've filmed that as well, but... Like, I know that's in the works as well. So obviously Keanu Reeves, Lance Fishburne, Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, who's just been in the recent <clears throat> Resident Evil T series. We'll talk about that in another episode at some point, people. The ones I'm excited by is uh, Donnie Yen, uh, Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, hero Georgie. Uh, Pennywise is in it himself, Scott Adkins, and Clancy Brown is in it as well. We didn't really get much from this uh, trailer, but obviously I believe it's him dealing with the higher levels of this organization that they are fighting. It just looks like a bunch of fun, stupid, heavy action fun. Yeah, um, pretty much every John Wick movie is just like you go in, you enjoy the action, um, you see how they can kind of one up the last and what other creative um, sequences they can come up with. So I hope this is more of the same. Um, it'll be interesting to see how yeah, John Wick copes with being fully out um, and, you know, fully out of the organization by himself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be a fifth one, though. Uh, I... And a TV series. Ah, okay. I the the one thing that concerns me is I hope that they don't kind of I hope it ends at a, a good point a good well rounded point you know I hope yeah, yeah I, I, I hope he gets I hope he gets his happy ending to be honest I think he needs that just a nice beach a nice beach where he could just you know shoot things in peace like no no fighting at all with the dog yeah hopefully maybe the dog a cat as well through. yeah yeah give him a cat yeah of course and a car <laughs> for good Let's measure. Give him it all. No, because uh, obviously they're doing the TV show The Continental, which is a prequel series with um, Ian McShane's character. Obviously deals with the whole organisation, which I'm very excited by, because there's this really rich history with this film series, which I'd be really interested to dive into more. Again, people, right. So, <sighs> right. Brief, mate. Brief. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, that was that was a lot of news for like a quarter of the news we got from Comic-Con, to be honest. And... I believe we went over a bit on the Marvel stuff, but just because there was so much to Marvel to get through, at least that was half the show. But again, how did you guys find it? How did you guys find the news items from Comic-Con, really? Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of Marvel stuff, like the majority of it is now Marvel stuff. Marvel have are just dominating cinema and TV at the moment. Just Yeah, I, I agree with that. I pretty much already said that. I'm just going to watch the stuff that interests me um, out of Marvel. But yeah, there's some uh, some cool reveals. Um, nice to see a uh, trailer for John Wick. Um, surprise hit with the D&D film. Definitely going to go see that. And uh, yeah, some 
uh, pretty excited as well for the new Game of Thrones and new Lord of the Rings TV shows. I don't know when I'm going to watch them. Uh, maybe in two years' time you can ask me about them when I'm finally done. But uh, yeah, looks pretty exciting. Yeah, no, most definitely. We didn't actually fully get into Lord of the Rings, people, but yeah, that trailer just looked stupidly great. It looked, it looked so fun. You could, the budget was definitely there in that trailer. We can't really say much else that because we've already spoke about pretty much before. But obviously, we're probably going to be getting D D. We're not probably we are getting D twenty three in a few weeks' time, so we'll probably get even more Marvel announcements. And actually, we'll probably, we'll probably get a lot of Star Wars announcements as well. We'll probably get a lot of the uh, TV shows uh announcements there which i'm really looking forward to actually there was a star wars announcement recently with the acolyte tv series with some casting there but there'll probably be more information with that later on right people that is it that is the end of the episode i hope you have enjoyed all this comic-con news that's come out no doubt every other podcast has been talking about it in the world because there's been so much to go on about it's been absolutely insane to talk about it's been absolutely insane to actually just try and comprehend all this information and like the amount of stuff I had to squash into this episode, just to try and figure out what we could do. We had a huge list of news and we had to filter out what we actually wanted to talk about because there was so much. We, you know, there's even like Doctor Who come to Disney Plus, but we'll probably mention that next week's episode when we got a bit of breathing downtime. But yes, right, people, as you know, with those uh, special, special endings, I believe next week we're going to be getting into some more topical debates, which I think will um, which will be interesting to do. Uh, we're also working on a few special treats ahead, uh, which will be really fun. But again, right. So it's time for the ending, people. It's time for the end of the show. And you know the spiel now, people. You know the spiel that comes with this. Right. If you have any questions or queries or compliments or, you know, any Marvel, DC, anything that Comic-Con that you'd enjoyed and we didn't talk about, maybe drop us a, you know, something to there. But also, now you can find us at nmicast.com you could go to nmicast.com find all of our find links to our buttons there the website is currently under construction you can actually uh, drop us a question there as well which will directly feed back to us there it also if you'd like to give us any questions to feedback at nmicast.com or so feedback at nmicast.com or nmipodcast.outlook.com uh, we're currently working on the email structure there, but if you want to feel us anything there, so it's feedback at nmicast.com or nmipodcast at outlook.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear, you know, we'd love to get in some conversational topics with you all next week. Right. So obviously, you know, check out our Spotify, Instagram, nmi-when-you-need-more-info. Search for our socials uh, by going to Linktree at nmicast. You can find our Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, all of those on there. I'd like to thank Chaz and James for joining me again today. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, no worries. As usual. Thank you, man. Right. That's it, people. Right. Look forward to seeing you all next week for episode 31. On to the, on to the, getting to that definite midlife crisis point where I have to buy a motorcycle. But yes, people, you stay safe, everyone. And we will see you next week. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.